Good stuff. So uh, the astute among you will know that we have been talking about, uh, based on beginning of the year when we talked about laying it on the line, and we've done some stuff around the theme of the line. And um, this week we're talking about down the line, down the line. And very simply, what that means is that when we talk about down the line, we point to something that's in the future, something that's going to happen down the line. We live now, I believe, as followers and lovers of Jesus. Uh, We welcome all our visitors here today. If you're here for the first time, we particularly love the fact you've come to check us out, and uh, we hope you feel comfortable and, uh, you know, we're not, we're not as weird as we seem, okay? So just chill, it's fine. But yeah, so we, we believe that, that as followers of Jesus, we, we don't just live with the present in mind. We, 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 we think about down the line. Galatians 6, Paul writing to a group of people called, uh, from Galatia called the Galatians said this. He said, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. A man reaps what he sows. In other words, what I do now or what I don't do now somehow influences the future. If, if I, 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 I want to harvest, I've got to sow something. So if I, if I do something or I don't do something, then somehow that is going to influence what happens down the line. So quite literally, um, uh, I, was, I take Thursdays to, to, to pray and, and, and prepare, uh, just uh, have a bit of a different focus and um, I was working on this sermon, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to get up and uh, make myself a coffee, which I did. And I noticed now in our kitchen, we've got, we've got a sink with a, a little bit of a, a waste disposal unit um, in it. And I noticed that someone, someone had put uh, something in the waste disposal unit, but hadn't operated the waste disposal unit so that there it just sat and I said to myself you know what Malcolm you're a man of God you are a a husband and a father in this house and you want to lead by example so I said to myself I'm not just going to leave that food there I'm going to do something about it Mark you need to particularly listen to this I need to do something about it. So I, I, I did, um, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to quickly put on the, 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 the waste disposal. And I did. And what literally, literally should have taken five seconds, five seconds, job done, run the tap, job over, uh, grab my coffee, go and sit down, carry on with the sermon. That's, that's all that should have happened. But no. All water started glugging up. It was all blocked. It was an absolute nightmare. I'm stressed because if I don't make good headway with my sermon on a Thursday, then really you don't want to be spending too much time around me over the weekend because my head's in another place. And I was, and now DIY is really not my 
strength. So like, you know what I mean? They, when, when, by the time my wife got home, there was an atmosphere in the home and it wasn't Jesus. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Um, what I didn't say in the first service was that addition, in addition to that, it, I'd actually spent two hours trying to unblock this situation. My wife, just before going out, I'd put, um, I'd put dinner uh, in the oven, a curry uh, in the oven. And uh, her first words to me as she walked in to this atmosphere was, Cannot, can, can you not smell the burning? So the curry was all dried out and burned. I was stressed out of my head, sermon not done. And, and I just, I, I just I'd spent two hours, still not unblocked the sink, called my brother-in-law, thank God, he came out to help me. And I said to him that, I know it seems like a lot of detail, you, you, you'll see in the moment, there's a point. So I said to him, uh, I think it's something a bit further uh, down the, the pipe and he was uh, and I was right I just didn't have the confidence to go to that bit and dismantle it in case I couldn't put it together again and we flushed it all through and what it was was there was someone else in our house <laughs> who is a very healthy eater and likes to eat fruit and had consumed oranges and put the orange peel down the waste disposal unit but being fibrous and more dense in nature the waste disposal had not chopped it up very well so gradually gradually over a period of time these oranges had built up and I'm not talking one orange I'm talking we're talking many oranges that had built up over a period of time and eventually blocked the pipe you said oh god there better be a point to this what I'm saying is, it's the little things done each day. It only seems like a little thing. It doesn't seem like it's going to make that much difference. But that little thing will either bless the future or block the future. Because what I do each day will show itself down the line. It will reveal itself down the line are the little decisions I'm making each day are they blocking the future or are they blessing the future you see Jesus told us not to worry about tomorrow but he didn't say don't think about tomorrow he just said don't worry about it how many of you know that's a very different thing yeah, you're not supposed to be worrying, but we are supposed to think about tomorrow. We're supposed to think about what happens down the line. In fact, I believe that Jesus wants us actually to have vision. There are those um, words uh, written by the prophet Habakkuk who said this. He said, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. And though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And I love that because it, it helps us understand that, that, that we're not only meant to have a vision, but we're to understand that the very reason we're here on the planet is because God had a vision for our lives. 
The psalmist tells us that all the days ordained for me were written in his book before one of them came to be. So before I was born, there was a plan for me. Before I was conceived, before you were conceived, there was a plan for you. So I don't know how you got on the planet. I don't know how the, the, the natural circumstances of you getting on the planet. Um, well, I've got some idea. I'm not, you know, but I mean, what I'm talking, you know what I'm saying. So, but I'm saying there is a plan. There was a plan. There is a plan for you to be here. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. You're not a, 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 a biological instance. You are here because God has a plan for you. God intends for you to be here. So there is already vision over your life. Sometimes those of us who are Christians can get, you know, so stressed about, oh, what, God, what does God want for my life? What does God, oh, God, I just want to, what do you want for my life, Lord? What do you want for my life, Lord? Oh, God. And we get all wound up and stressed and about it. But I, I actually, I don't think that God wants it to be as complicated sometimes as we make it. I think that sometimes the secrets of, of what God has for us are already within us. They, 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 they're in our talents and in our desires and in, in, in our godly preferences. They, they're hidden there. Sometimes they're hidden under a whole lot of baggage. There is no doubt about it. But, but because God has a vision for me, because God has a vision for you, He's made sure that you've landed on the planet wired for the job. God doesn't come up with a plan and then think, oh, I don't know what we're going to do here, but we, we, I th we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. You know, like scrambling together to try and make something happen. What God will do will use circumstances and time. Oof. Circumstances and time to expose what he knows is there. But you may take time to discover. So there is a vision for you and a vision that God wants you to have. And actually, there's some really good tips there because it talks about actually writing down your vision and writing it down with a degree of clarity and simplicity that someone else reading it will be able to run with it. Some of us, we, get, we make it too complicated. The prophet's saying, write it down and make it simple so that someone else reading it can run with it. And understand what it is that you're trying to say. And as we work towards the thing that God has given us, and we trust God, we will see it, we'll see it come to pass. We, we write the vision down. Turn to someone and say, write your vision down. That's what this is essentially all about. That was our plan. That was our heart in, 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 in writing this booklet these are these are available it's not a bible it's not an alternative to your bible it's just 
It's just when you come here and you want to know a little bit of the way we think and, and why we're doing things in a certain way and, and why, why we're pointing ourselves in a certain direction, that this will give you a bit of an insight. It's, it's not us. It's not the finished article. It's not who we are right now, but it's who we are becoming, we, who we are trusting God to become. It's our purpose, our pulse, our pattern, and our plan because we believe that God has a plan for us. God has a plan for us as individuals, and God has a plan for us as a house. That's, that's why, you know, we, 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 we believe, we, we, we dare to believe. Because some of, some of this is to do with how you understand Christianity and what you understand being a Christian to be. And, and, and the way I see it and the way I've always seen it is that, 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 that this is not just an alternative way of living. It's not, it's not just a, an alternative philosophy to live a better life. God has, God has got an incredible plan for each of our lives and He wants us to make a difference. That's why, that's why we talk about going to the north and the south and the east and west of our city. That's why we talk about going to the, the, the ten cities north, ten cities north of us and also influencing the nation. Why? Because we believe what God has given us is so incredible, so powerful, so dynamic that, that it, it doesn't just save a man. It doesn't just change a woman. It, it does something in them that transforms them and makes them a completely different person. It's that same spirit that took hold of a cursing fisherman called Peter and, and, and took and where you just read just more you know a little while before this man was even he was so messed up in his head he was even denying that he knew Jesus and yet impacted by the Holy Spirit of God he found himself preaching to thousands and seeing thousands find Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior what it was the same man but God made that kind of difference in his life. We're not talking about the kind of gospel that just gives me a slightly improved, dressed up, patched up version of what I was. We're talking about the kind of gospel that utterly transforms me. I am a new creation, a brand new man. Old things have passed away and new things have come. This is the power of the message of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so we believe that God is calling us to be salt and to be light and to be to 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 uh, press in to the dark and the depressed areas of this city and this nation and to bring light and life and hope to quicken people to believe and dream again. That's why <laughs> that's why people can live any old how because the Bible says without a vision people cast off restraint people live any old how when they don't think about the purpose for which they are living when they don't believe that they're anything special, when they don't believe that they were born for anything special, when they can't see beyond the pain of their own personal circumstances, it's easy to live in the moment. 
it's easy just to dwell in, 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 in a place where, where I don't have to think about the consequences because what does it matter? What does it matter? But if I have a vision for my life, I'm going to think and dream and believe in a different way. I think we have something of a masterclass from the Old Testament character of Joseph who had a dream from God. And it sounds great, doesn't it, to get a dream from God. It, oh God, give me a dream. Oh God, give me, give me something to believe in. Give me something to believe for. And, and Joseph got his dream. But then life did not match the dream he'd had. Circumstances did not match the dream he had. And far from becoming the exalted person that he thought he was going to become, he found himself a slave. But he worked hard in that environment and found favor in the eyes of his master. And unfortunately, because the Bible says that Joseph was a well-built and handsome man, he found favor in the eyes of his master's wife. Mm. And that wasn't just favor. She wanted to take him to bed. And the Bible says, I'm day after day. Part of his wife, fluttering her eyelashes, wiggling her hips, bringing it on. And Joseph was just trying to get on with his business and trying to just focus. And then one day he turned up for work and he found that all the other servants had been given the afternoon off. And Joseph was faced with a decision. What am I going to do with this moment? And you don't know, I don't know. And I, I might be completely wrong. I'm just like basing it on what I know. I'm basing it on kind of my life. I'm just thinking, you know, maybe, maybe Joseph was just having one of those days where he was thinking, man, I've had enough. I mean, really? This whole thing, it's a long thing, man. It's a long thing, you know? This serving God, man, this serving God thing, it's a long thing, you know? I, I mean, I, I got my prophecy, I got my dream, I got what I was believing for. And now, it's taking too long, man, it's taking too long. You know, like, and here I am, like, where, was it even God I heard? I mean, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a slave. It's me talking about my brothers coming to bow down to me. I'm a slave. I'm a slave. Maybe he had a really bad few days, maybe a bad few weeks, and then he is presented with this, inverted commas, opportunity. But there was something in him in that moment. And interestingly, the only reason I believe he was able to respond right in that moment was because further up the line, he'd made some right decisions. He first honored his master, her husband, and secondly, he said, you know what? I'm not going to sin against God. I'm not going to sin against God. I'm not going to mess up my future for the sake of one sexual encounter somebody is hearing the word of the Lord right now it's not worth it it's not worth it why because God has got 
something better for us. It's not about just living for the moment. It's easy to live for the moment, but I've got to live with the future in mind. I've got to understand that what I do today will impact down the line. Some of you will remember on Vision Sunday, um, uh, Lynette and I talking about some of the things that God said to us years ago, back in the day when we were walking around uh, uh, believing God for, for, for great things. But at the end of the day, the basic thing was that we didn't want to just live an ordinary life. We believed in a God who could, who, who could change you and cause us to be used for His glory. That's what we wanted, that, that we didn't want just a normal life. And, and you know what? If that's what you want, God bless you. I'm just saying that for me, for us, we couldn't just go for an ordinary life where we, you know, we got married and we had kids and we worked and we went on holiday every now and again and we got our pension and then we retired and then we died. You know what? It just seemed that like we were born for something more than that and we didn't want to live safe and we didn't want to live small and I can't even explain to you understand why but there was something of the Holy Spirit at work in us saying you were born for more than this and you can't see it right now and and you aren't what you're going to become but but just hold on because down the line down the line I'm molding you and I'm shaping you for something down the line don't get confused because you can't see it today because you can't understand it today because it's not just about today when some stuff when I some stuff gets sold it gets buried it gets sold into the ground you can't see it you can't see it for a season but down the line down the line you begin to see begin to see something germinate and sprout and you see the evidence of that which has been sown. What I do today influences the future. Vision is given to help me live today. Vision is given to help me make the right decisions in my Potiphar's wife moment. Because I understand that, you know what, it's not about, oh, well, you know what, let me just do it and to hell with the consequences. No. Vision kept him on the right road. It's like, you know, if I have a plan to, uh, or a vision to, to run a, 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 a marathon, which incidentally I don't, but if I did, I, I, it's no good just turning up at the marathon and expecting with no training and no preparation to run that. You've got to be off your head. You're going to do yourself some serious damage somewhere along the way because the vision should pre- help prepare you. you. You put in place, it's the vision that gets you out of bed in the morning. It's the vision that gets you running on the streets. It's the vision that helps you make the, the dietary prep- preparations that are necessary to run a race such as that. Vision helps me down the line. I'm not meant to just live for the moment. Eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. Life, for, the life for a follower of Jesus is not about just living in the moment. It's like, again, if you were here, years, uh, getting on for three years ago when we were prayed in and 
We had apples everywhere. And that, that, came, that came from something that I'd, I'd said for, for, for many years about it's not, it's not original to me. It's just um, uh, one of those sayings, uh, the anon or whatever. But it's just said it's not how many uh, seeds are in the apple. It's how many orchards are in the seed. And it's, 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 about, it's about the fact, the, 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 the infinite capacity that God places in one seed. If I live for the moment, I just eat the apple, I throw away the seed. I throw away the opportunity, I throw away the potential. But, but that seed has infinite capacity. And God helps us to take advantage of the moments of, uh, and where we release the, the potential that's in the seed. It's not just a tree that's in the seed, it's an orchard. God hasn't called us just to live for this moment for, to, 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 to live for now. He wants us to live with the future in mind. Now just, um, I want to say, um, Dennis and Victoria are great people. They, um, we have this very strange relationship where we meet up at newcomers. Uh, but, uh, you know, I want to say, just so proud of you guys. Uh, Dennis just um, taken on um, head of school. I just want to say some of this stuff is so relevant to you. You know, you as a, you as a young man have, have, have made some decisions and you, you have made decisions to, to not live an ordinary life. And I just want to say the Lord is with you, man. The Lord is with you. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you. He's, he's there to give you strategy. He's there to give you insight. He's there to give you help. Even in areas of resistance, God is going to move resistance out of the way to make, a, to make a path for what he has put in you. You're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And I'm telling you, down the line, we're going to see even greater things than we're seeing right now. It's true. Essentially, it's true for all of us. I, I, one of the most frustrating things that I can find is, is, is when I see huge potential in somebody and, and, and that, is not being, that is not being tapped, wasted, wasted opportunities. I've got to do something with my now. I've got to sow into my now so that I bless and don't block the future. See, I believe that. I think uh, Lawrence would have said about, uh, you know, when I bring my tithes and when I bring my offerings and I bring it, when I bring it, God blesses it. That's because I sow now because when, when I sow into the kingdom of God, I bless and don't block my future. What I, what I do with my finances, I can either choose to block my future or I can bless my future by the decisions that I make with the money now. It's, a, it's the same even with my, my health. If I abuse my body and, and I don't look after it, then I am not blessing the future. Because I've got to look after my body with the future in mind. I've got to look after my finances with the future in mind. It's not just about living for the moment. You know, it's like, um, I don't even know why I'm saying this, but you know, it's like, it's not just about banging it on the credit card. 
Because last time I looked, you still got to pay. You deal with the moment. You deal with the moment. You know, it's like those impulse purchases we, 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 we make to sometimes meet a need because we feel a bit, oh, you know what, right? I've been having a really tough week and it's been really difficult. And you know what? I deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve it. I work hard and I, and I, and I, and I, and I, I give my best. And you know what? If I can't just go out and buy myself, then you know what? Then it's not worth it. But I can. And you know what? And, and even the advertisers have got it. They say, just go on. You deserve it. You, you do you. You just bless you. But the, bang it on the card. Sure. But yeah, that bill is coming down the line. That bill is coming. You've got you've to you've manage your moments. You've got to manage your moments because they will come either to bless you or not down the line. 2007, when we were in Cape Town, South Africa, we had been there since 2003. And through a set of events, something happened that stirred something in me very powerfully and very profoundly. And what was stirred was a dream, a dream that I carried and had been confirmed since 1992, where God had spoken to me the one day I would lead this church. And that, de- that dream essentially died. It was one of God's great reversals as happened with Joseph. And, and in 2007, God reignited that thing within me. And I began to believe, I began to believe, wow, maybe, maybe it was God speaking to me. Maybe, maybe this is, is God. And, and, and we actually um, came back in 2013. So there was a good few years where week in, week out, sometimes day in, day out, I was living there, but here was in my heart. I lived there with another land in my heart. I lived there with another place in my heart. Lived with another land in mind. And I was thinking that in a way, as followers of Jesus, that is how we are supposed to live our time here on earth. We live here, but because heaven is real, we live with another land in mind. We live knowing that this is not it. It's good, but it's not it. We don't live just for, for, for what we're going to get here. That's why I'm saying it's not, this is not just an alternative way to live. It's not just, hey, come to Jesus and Jesus will give you a great life. Yes, I believe he will give you a great life. It's not always an easy life and it's not always the life you expected, but he will definitely give you a great life. But it's not all about here. It's about another land. It's a place that he's gone to prepare for us. Down the line, God has prepared heaven, which means that will affect how I live here 
on earth. Right at the front door of our relationship with him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever should believe in him will not perish but have eternal, eternal life. Right there at the front door of our faith, God reminds us that this isn't just about now. This isn't just about the earth. This is about a land that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to. This is about a land that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And it's a place that if you live according to my plan and will, one day you, I will welcome you in and you will hear me say to you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves Break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in earth, sorry, in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's how I was living there. I was living in South Africa, but my heart was living here because this is where I felt I was called. And, and now I'm here and I thank God for it, but my heart it longs for another land. It's a land that Jesus has gone to prepare for me. That is what I am living for. And because I'm living for that, it affects how I live here on the earth. It affects the kind of decisions that I make. It affects what I live for. And I live for Him. I don't just live for for. for for what is safe and, and what is sound. I live with the future in mind. I live, I live with the future generations in mind because God is a generational God. I've shared it before that, that, that over many years, while my children were still children, I prayed over my children and I prayed over my children's children. Because Bible, the Bible tells me that, 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 that God will... Um, uh, Bless the man who leaves an inheritance for his children's children. God, God wants me not just to bless my children, but to bless my children's children. And that's, not, that's to do with money, I believe, but it's not just to do with money. It's about a spiritual inheritance. Leaving a spiritual inheritance that I, that I have the capacity to bless. My life is meant to bless. I, I'm to bless forward. I can't, I can't bless what's happened. I've got to bless forward. I've got to bless for what is going to happen down the line. That, that I, I bless where we're going. I sow into where we're going. That's why we've got to be the kind of church who is, who is looking into the future. We thank God for what we have, but what we have is just a seed with infinite capacity for what God can do. So that we, 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 we start off with a seed, but there are orchards that we're meant to plant. And it takes time and, there's, and there is a process, but, it, it, but God wants us to think with, in, in, that, in that way. That's why, that's why we want to bless the next generation. That's why, that's why we want to look to the future. It's not that by looking to the future, we are rubbishing what has been and what has carried the weight and borne the heat of the day. No, we say thank God for that. But we've got to, we've got to bless the future because that's where the harvest is. We've got to sow into 
the future. That's why I want to I wanna live. I want to live in a different way. I don't know. I don't know. I actually, seriously, I don't know why I'm wired to think in this way. I don't know. I don't know why I can't just live an ordinary life. I, I, sometimes I've thought about it. I thought, you know what? It would be just a lot easier. It would just be a lot easier just to opt out and just go for a nice, little, easy, mainstream. I mean, it did, the thought process does not last long. But it sometimes happens because sometimes the going gets tough. And sometimes it just seems to be, seems to be so much resistance and it's so difficult. It's just so difficult. But then we come back to God and you say, oh, Lord, you know what? It's not in my strength. It's in your strength. The servant of the Lord must not strive. It's not, it's not about me. It's about you through me. And I'm not here to work out my will for my life. I'm here to work out your will for my life. I'm here to say, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Because you know what? How can I live any other way? Because you know what? I was lost. And I really was lost. I wasn't just some nice boy that was picked up who used to go to church every now and again. And I just needed to quick fix. I needed some serious hope. Holy Ghost overhaul. I needed Jesus to reach down and cleanse me. I'm glad for the blood. I'm glad for the blood. I'm glad that it washes whiter than snow because I needed something that could wash whiter than snow. I needed something that was going to change me from the inside out. I need a gospel that will change my mind and change my thinking and renew my mind. I need something so that I can stand and say, that the old has gone and the new has come because of what Jesus has done in my life. And I believe that God is raising up around me men and women who have a cry in their heart that would say, I also count me in. I don't want to live an ordinary life. I want to live an extraordinary life. And it might be difficult and it might be costly. And I don't even know what it's going to cost, but I say, I trust my Jesus. I trust my God. I trust that He's able to make a way. If I if I get wounded, He will heal me. If 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 I if they try and kill me or raise me up, my God is anything too hard for the Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I don't know why God brought me back to this street, to this place, to this church because He didn't bring me back just to lead a church. He didn't bring me back just to run a little community and a nice little program and, and, and we're just all happy till Jesus comes. He came back brought me back to bring change not only to the house but to bring change to a city to bring a change to cities to impact the nation. I don't know why. But I tell you this, I embrace the challenge with all my heart, with all my strength. And I believe that there are people here who are going to say, you know what, count me in. I, give me a community. Give me a, give me a housing estate. Give me a housing estate. Give me a city. 
give me a city. I, I'll go. I'll take, I'll take my family. I'll, I'll take my husband. I'll take my wife. I'll take, I'll take my family. I'll take my kids. I'll, I'll, we'll pack up our stuff and we'll go and love it, live in another city. And we'll be heart church in that other city. And I don't know how it will all work out. But I've been born for more than this. I've been born for more than I'm experiencing right now. There's a vision for my life. There is a hope and there is a dream. And there is a passion burning in my heart. And I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it because I believe that God has laid it in my heart. And you may sit here today thinking of all the reasons why it could never be and all the impossibilities of why it could never be. And I understand that. I see, I see and feel your pain. I sat many days, many nights at the end of myself saying, how can it be, Lord? How can it be? But all I know is down the line. Here I stand. The devil is a liar. Here I stand. He tried to stop me getting here, but here I stand. He tried to stop me preaching this message, but here I stand. He tried to stop me getting to this house, but here I stand. Here I stand. Down the line, you will stand too. Down the line, you will see the goodness of God. The goodness of God in the land of the living. Oh, rejoice, people of God. Rejoice, people of God. For it is for no small thing that you have been called. He has called you for greatness. He has called you for great things. Will you just believe? Will you just believe? Do not look at your present and judge your future. Just keep sowing. Keep sowing, keep sowing, keep sowing because down the line you're going to get your harvest in Jesus' name. God bless you.